going on? Welcome back to another Hero's Journey. Your host, Travis. It's good to see everyone again. We have a new friend in the arsenal, a new friend. And you're uh, you're seeing him right now. It is the Tamron 70-180 telephoto. And the fixed aperture of 2.8 makes it the perfect bigger brother to the rest of the Tamron Trinity. The 17 to 28 wide angle lens, which is also 2.8, and the now infamous 28 to 75 millimeter Tamron 2.8. These three lenses all together cover everything from 17 millimeters up to 180 millimeters for the Sony E-mount cameras. Now as you can see with this glorious lens, I'm filming myself. How am I doing that you may ask? It's a telephoto lens. Its widest point is 70 millimeters, which if I was in front of the camera would be very hard to film myself. But I have set up a trickery of sorts and I'm not going to reveal how I pulled off this trick. Alright, just joking. I'm actually standing right next to the camera bouncing my reflection off of a mirror. So I'm looking at a mirror filming myself looking through another piece of glass into the mirror back at myself. Then I also have the glorious flippy screen on the A7S III creating a whole degree of screens. But I just wanted to welcome the new Tamron to the family. I've been doing a good amount of photography lately, which I've been posting on my Instagram and other socials. I've also been updating my website a little bit and adding a lot of new photography from this great lens. Now really, at this point, I could almost cut out the middleman in terms of Sorry, uh, 28 to 75, but if I'm out and about and I'm doing vlog, film myself, narcissistic style shoots, the 17 to 28 is now my go-to. Well, when I want to shoot kind of everything except myself, this lovely lens is really a game changer. Because even if I'm not that close to something... I can get a pretty good close-up shot and then usually you always want more reach with a lens and this goes to 180 now obviously you could always go more there's the new 150 to 500 millimeter Tamron that just came out it does not have a fixed aperture which means the aperture does range and it starts at 5 so the f-stop is 5, which is a lot less speedy in terms of allowing light to come in than 2.8. For me, 2.8 is a nice sweet spot of just enough background blur. And then also you're not losing too much focus when you're doing a lot of kind of autofocus or manual focus. But luckily these Sonys are great at autofocus, especially 
the new little eye tracker with the little bo uh, box around my eye right now, which I believe started on the A7C. So the A7 III does not get the eye focus tracker. It does get the box around your head tracker, which still works very good. But the eye autofocus tracker, it's on a whole new level. It's like some alien technology brought to us by the the overlords of Sony and just delivered, stolen from remnants of Canon back in the day when Canon was running the show. But by the way, Canon is making a big comeback and with the R5, the R6, and now the R3, it's, it's tough. I mean, if I had to go back or if I had to go another brand instead of Sony, I would go Canon for sure. I would go Canon. Now, really right now for me, the A7S 3 to quote camera conspiracy, conspiracies, it is the perfect camera. It is my perfect camera. My one I thought to be flaw that it would have, but it ended up not having, is its photography skills. A7S 3 as you can see from a lot of the stuff lately, takes amazing photos. Well, that thing sucks. That thing can't take good photos. Somehow it takes great photos. <laughs> Even compared to my A7 III, when I put them side by side, just the colors out of this and the 10-bit, I just like it more. The A7 III, there is more a teeny bit more resolution and sharp sharpness because of the 24 MP sensor. But for some reason, this thing really gets the job done great. And it's just been such a treat to not have that be some Achilles heel and to really be able to take awesome photos with this. This was just a quick uh, hello to our new friend, the Telephoto Tamron. Shout out to all the people on YouTube who helped me get this. Jake Sloan, thank you. You helped me a lot. I almost wanted to go bigger. I almost wanted to go the the 150 or a 100 to 400 or a 200 to 600. But the end of, at the end of the day, this thing is perfect and you can still run and gun with this. Now, you can't see it. That's too unfortunate. And I would move it over, but you know what? I'm liking this. It's it's a it's a secret. It's it's private. If you want to know more, you can go search on Amazon or Google or the Sony store or B and H. Type in Tamron 70mm to 180mm for Sony full frame camera, and you'll find this beast. In other news. Lately, since I've been getting, when I get uh, lens deals, I'll try to get them with uh, like the little packages they come in. And I've been doing lots of testing with quote-unquote crappy filters to see how much of a deal filters really are. Now, I think in the end, they are a, a big deal. But you'll see a lot of people these days buying these super fancy, awesome filters. Where, 
really as I'm using a filter, it's to protect the lens. Unless it's a ND filter, which is a neutral density filter, which is when you go outside and it's bright. It's kind of like sunglasses for the camera lens. So you don't have to crank the f-stop up and you can basically shoot very similar to a controlled environment than you would if you didn't have the ND filter. If you go outside without an ND filter and it's sunny, you gotta crank the f-stop and then sometimes crank the shutter speed, which means you end up basically not obeying the rules of filmmaking, which is a big no-no and you would think people would obey that rule more, the uh, 180 degree shutter rule. But without your ND filter, sometimes it's the only option you have. So I've been testing out a quote unquote crappy ND filter, crappy UV filter versus my good stuff. So far, I haven't noticed much. I've noticed some glares, but I think glares are kind of cool. And also at the on the front of the filters, the crappier ones tend to be a little more reflecty, reflective. They're not as see-through. So, in the end, I think the experiments mean you still want to get a decent ND or UV or whatever filter, but I don't think getting too tied up and getting these awesome filters are going to like change the whole lens dynamic. Really, it should be a neutral piece of glass over the lens in terms of it's not deteriorating or changing the image. It's just protecting the lens and then doing something. Now there's imaging you can do and there's these, there's polarizers, there's now mist filters and haze filters and etc. But in the end, you want your lens to shine through. Just an extra protection. Alright, I think that's about it. Just wanted to introduce you to my new buddy. I'm going to be seeing a lot more of him in the future. I've already gotten a lot of shots of Mr. Squirrel. He's been a great model. It's easy to capture him with the uh, 180 degree, or not 180 degree, <laughs> 180 mm focal length and another great thing is this has these Tamron lenses the Sony ones are very minimal and I really like that there's not much going on this one does have a lock that you can lock it at its shortest focal length which is 70 millimeters so then it doesn't move around in your bag too much or when you're walking around it's not the lens isn't moving in and out because it does move in and out when you are zooming in and out it doesn't not zoom in and out physically like the tamron 17 to 28 which i really like because you don't even the lens doesn't change you change the focal length but the lens stays the same which is awesome for gimbals and just has a cool little feel to it so i'm gonna finish off my glass of wine and I'll see y'all next time. Have a good one. Peace.